Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the Unprecedented Podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Hey folks, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I'm Cliff Schechter and you're with John Aravosis. This is Unprecedented. And we are currently in what is, at this point, the United States of America. Uh, we hope it will be next week too. Um, joining us is, you may have heard of her. Her name is Mary Trump. Um, Mary, hi. Hi guys. <laughs> I was going to give a big intro, but I really don't think like any <laughs> intro is like, <laughs> like, what could I do that people wouldn't know? And if they don't know who you are, I, I don't think they're watching. This. Like Sharon so. Lady Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being back oh, with us again. God. Oh, it's it's good to be here. I wish <laughs> the, circumsta- the circumstances are better than they exactly, were last the last time. time. Yeah. So, so that's something. True. This um, much better, maybe. We'll see. I know I'm, I was really happy a week yeah. ago, and now I'm already getting into like, is he going to steal it mode? Well, he won't. It will be people like Barr, Pompeo, McConnell, but. Right. Yeah. That's well, really. Yeah. Hats, you know? And I think they're all, I mean, if I we're, we'll get into the broader conversation, but I think they all have their own interests, which they're serving right now mm-hmm. using him. McConnell wants to keep his base ginned up uh, because, I mean, it's a sad statement about what the Republican base is these days, but to keep them excited to vote, you have to tell them that an election was stolen from them. And he wants them to turn out because he, he, you know, majority leader is literally the only thing he cares about in his his sad, pathetic life. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, for, for Barr, Barr just wants to keep Trump happy and not firing him, uh, I think. And so he'll put out whatever memos he needs to. And, you know, he needs to keep his guys at, at, DOJ perhaps making evidence and things disappear who knows um and you know and that kind of thing but I I feel like there's two different tracks going on here and then I'll throw it to you Mary and one I feel like is very simply they're trying to uh uh, the one track is Donald Trump can't he can't admit that he lost so he's going to do every single thing uh to not admit it and they're humoring him and whatever the other track is what's going on at the Department of Defense, which I think has a lot to do with, how do I get out of $900 billion of, or $900 million of debt while mm-hmm. I still own state secrets and Saudi Arabia wants nuclear technology? And do um, you, have, you have thoughts on that? I do indeed <laughs> I have thoughts on this. Um, you know, it's interesting um, that obviously this all originates with Donald's um, incredibly severe psychopathologies. This is we're where we are now because he can't accept loss. Um, and he is for the first time in his life in a position where um, it's literally unavoidable. Um, there's nobody, well, give me a second. Initially, <laughs> right? You know, dad, his daddy's not gonna buy his way out of it. His the media is not going to do it. The banks want their money, so they're not going to let this agony be prolonged. So at first, I think um, the impulse of the people around him was to appease him and coddle him simply because they wanted to avoid his rage, right? Right. And then as time went on, with at least a segment of the population, his lies about the election being illegitimate or having been stolen gained some traction. I think other people maybe saw an in, um, you know, saw that if they keep this narrative going, this obscene false narrative going, that, as you said, maybe, you know, they can get more out of this too, because the worst thing for them would be for Donald not to be in the Oval Office anymore. 
And then uh, it kept going on and now it's sort of taken on a life of its own. And as you said, uh, major players, the leadership of the Republican party um, have their own agenda. They couldn't give a shit about Donald Trump. I mean, right, you right. know, are they, Mitch McConnell on January 7th will pretend he never met the guy. Um, yep. for, I think for Pompeo and Barr, it's a little bit more complicated because as much as they might revile him personally, well, I don't know if uh, Pompeo reviles him, but Barr certainly does. Um, I think for both of them, the goal is to create a theocratic apartheid state. Um, and if Donald's gonna be the guy uh, at the head of it, then so be it, uh, you know. Um, so it's just really, really dangerous territory we're in, not because I think the coup will succeed, but because, um, so much damage is going to be done along the way. Donald would have done plenty on his own with more and more enablers with the despicable yeah. complicity and silence of the Republican party, almost to a person. Um, you know, it's one more horrible crisis that was totally unavoidable that we're gonna have to dig our way out of with 136,000 Americans getting sick with COVID yesterday. Uh, it's right. just- that's that, that to me is the worst. Go ahead, John. Yeah, Mary, I'm assuming. Okay, I've been a little annoyed on Twitter. Well, I mean, you know, that's sort of. It's <laughs> sort of self-defining. Oh right? my God, you actually just said that? Wow. <laughs> no, I mean. John has never more... not been annoyed on Twitter and deservedly I, so. But I've been okay. more annoyed. No, I mean, in the, in the last couple of days, a lot of people have been, honestly though, but you're, you're kind of going there a little bit. A lot of people have been saying, don't worry, he's not going to get away with it. And I've kind of been going, folks, this guy's capable of anything. Now, mind you, your, your point is a little different. I think your point is saying he may not get away with it, but he'll certainly try. Like oh, I'm not, we should be freaking out right now. Oh, okay, good, because I am. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I think all of us are saying that, John. It's, it's, it's yeah. a matter of, I don't no, think Cliff, the other there's people been a lot of, there's been a are lot cooing of for him. I think he's trying to do Literally it. Literally cooing. These, Right, I, I'm using that term now. He's got yes. these lawyers, you know, with these ludicrous briefs, you know, that are that Jones are laughable. Day. Jones Why Day. Why are they all in people? jail? I mean, if I were a judge, I'd be charging all of them with contempt. It's insane. I, I would think so Attorney too. General Mary Trump. <laughs> Ooh, I like. Oh, that. hey, you know what? I'm not a lawyer, but who cares anymore? You don't hey, need to be like that's a requirement. Right <laughs> exactly. Is, is Amy Coney Barrett even a lawyer? I don't even know. Uh, I think she's argued like two cases. I mean, seriously though, I, I, it's that. Right, which is, I, I, it's not that he wouldn't do a coup, absolutely, right. and he's trying. Mm -hmm. It's that the, it's the other things or other folks around him he would need that I, that I don't see participating in that. I think they're Maybe. what they're yeah. trying to do is keep themselves out of jail and keep power in the case of Mitch McConnell. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean we shouldn't be scared shitless and prepare for right. the worst. You always do. Right. I mean, yep. and I worry about an errant judge. I worry about one of the crazy judges he's put in, frankly, Supreme Court, too. Okay, I know it's a minority possible or a minor possibility, but if the Supreme Court rules against us, we're kind of screwed. <laughs> you you know? know, I that's look, what scares I, me is just a, the small chance of him pulling this off scares me. Well, you know that 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 was we and we should be because the, you know Natasha that was always Natasha my thing. Oh, it's my Boris, Boris and Natasha mug, which is particularly for today. <laughs> Feels about right. <laughs> Maybe we should um, all just speak in Russian accents. Get used to it. I tell <laughs> I'm um, sorry, you were saying, Mary, yeah. Well, 
you know, that was the problem in 2016. The fact that even though, uh, you know, he was a horrible candidate, the fact that he had a 0.001% chance of winning was too much of a chance. Right. So, um, no, we should be very concerned. I just said that it's, I don't think it's the likeliest possibility, right. Right. but the fact that it's a possibility. Uh, right. Nobody should be complacent. And, right. um, you know, I think, I think for some people, maybe the calculation they're making is we don't want it we don't want people to think we're overstating it so they tune out or get so freaked out that they disengage. And I get that. You don't want to be seen right. as of being alarmist um, because it's so difficult for people to wrap their heads around the possibility that the greatest democracy in history is has a chance of not surviving the worst, weakest, most pathetic piece of garbage in the history of humanity. How do you Am really I feel? Am I being too subtle? Um, and then there's, you know, the, I'm not so worried about the Supreme Court because one, I don't think it's going to get there for various reasons. And secondly, um, it's the the margins are just so enormous. Like, how do you argue right. that the- Thank God uh, for that. Right. And that was literally, they should have been much larger, but we'll get to that later. Right. But, right. Um, you know, same electoral, probably the same electoral college results as in 2016, but reversed, right. plus an, a very significant um, popular vote margin, both in Biden's right. favor. Um, but the problem also, though, is the 71 million people whom I will never forgive. Right. Right. It's very difficult that that the vast majority of them I don't care because they're awful and I will hopefully never come in contact with them. It's the ones you know yeah casually and i know some you know who I got family who, who have excuses and i do too yeah i mean what like excuses? relatively relatively close family the, the well democrats were going to win the senate and we needed it to be divided and i was like i'm not saying they're good ones i'm just telling oh, you cliff i, I like was for getting me, this the, is very different yeah. very difficult intellectual exercise of, of yeah. how i can i, how I, I was getting the anti-biden yeah. i was getting the anti-biden excuses from the, we're talking sane family members who did not some word some were deplorables before, so to speak, meaning they were uh, they were limbo people. They watched that kind of crazy stuff, Fox News, right? Some were not. Yeah. Even from the sane ones, uh, about a month or two ago, I was getting, well, you know, there's that talk of Biden harassment. And I was like, okay, first of all, it was that one crazy chick who disappeared because they blew up her story. Second, sorry, that's a Chicago word chick. I threw it in on purpose. Second, the, uh, the, the, if you're actually worried about sexually harassing- Vinny Barbarino of you, by the way. I know, if, if you're really worried about sexually harassing women, you don't vote for Donald Trump because there was a story about Biden you're not sure about, right? Second argument, yeah, but I just feel like he's dismissed. I was like, oh my God. John, when you hear people say that, right, and I'll let you talk quickly, Mary. Yeah, no, no, go on. That they're That's... already predisposed to vote for Trump. I think they're, they are, but, but it scares they're saying me, Biden, because it, it's like when I heard yes. some people say, Biden didn't do enough for, for African-Americans. I'm like, okay, stop talking to me. Oh, I know. But these are non-deplorables. That's what scares me, is we're talking about this slice that's more moderate Republicans who still kind of go, eh, I'm going to vote Republican anyway. You're right. I don't know, Mary. I mean, you're you're the psychologist. What's Help us. Yeah, help Seriously, like, it's, it's not just country. deplorable types. Who are these people? I mean, well, they're, you know, they have authoritarian personalities. There's that's just what I'm thinking. More of them than I thought there were. And, yeah. uh, you know, because you say they're moderate, you say they're sane. Mm. I say, all right, let's, not that we should, but just for the sake of this argument, put the misogyny aside. 
right. the racism <clears throat> aside, either people don't acknowledge it or it's not a deal breaker for them. That's a different issue. How do you put aside the cruelty? How do you put aside the fact that because Donald cannot admit ever that he's wrong, we have in excess of 1,200 people now dying every day right. from a totally preventable pandemic. What the right. fuck? Like, how do yeah. you get past that? Right. My you... younger son is quarantined downstairs. Because and, of school. You know, yeah. And thankfully, we're on the 13th day or so, so it seems like he's out of the woods. But yeah. the point being, none of that shit had, you know, that's what, this is the literal argument, and I, I don't want to touch off Mary, but I used with one of these people I knew, I'm like, do you want our kids to go to school in a plexiglass prison for the next two years? Like, how do you watch this shit and want more of it? Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, Mary, go ahead. No, that's exactly my point. If you put aside the things that right. are deal breakers for us, <clears throat> but right. I guess, you know, being a Republican means racism, misogyny, whatever. I'm white, I'm straight, I'm what I'm, I'm either, you know, right. a guy or I've internalized my misogyny to the degree that I don't even recognize and I don't care. The rest of it, I, I mean, in what universe is it okay? All right, let's say that, uh, you know, the kids at the border, let's say their parents were murderers, which they're not. They were simply seeking asylum. Right. You don't put the kids in prison camps. You know, like, why is that okay? And also, it was the equivalent of a fucking parking ticket. I'm sorry, I'm swearing so much. I'm very angry. And now, a word from our sponsor. This is the Black Friday special for the holiday season, Cliff. Just for, our the, the, just for our listeners, the clean phone, the top brand in UV sanitizing is now offering their top rated, top selling, best reviewed wand product at 50% off and free two day oh, shipping. John's the favorite, wand, the wand. my favorite, the wand. The clean phone wand is a handkerchief. No, it's not. <laughs> Handheld, I'm handkerchief. It's, it's so magical, it's a handkerchief. No, the clean phone wand is a, where did I get a handkerchief from? Is a handheld UV sanitizer that helps you eliminate 99.9% .9 of bacteria and viruses in seconds on virtually any surface. It uses the same proven sanitizing technology employed by hospitals. Use it on packages, groceries, keyboards, tablets, money. Take it with you everywhere. At 50% off and free two-day shipping for a limited time, it's the perfect gift for anyone who needs it. It's super portable and with days of battery life, you can take it anywhere and make sure your environment is clean and safe. COVID cases are on the rise. Get the clean phone wand at 50% off now and they'll take 60% off a second wand for a friend. A great holiday gift for family and friends. Go to the Wands New Deal. for everyone. Ones for everybody. Go to the NewDealShop.com. That's the NewDealShop.com. This is an early Black Friday special, so don't miss it. Go to the NewDealShop.com right now. Hey, John, did you know that this? Did you, did you know the season? the season of giving thanks is upon us. The a a season of day. giving thanks is that how Yoda calls it? I think the season of giving, of giving thanks, thanks is upon us. The special day of turkey, family, and football will be here before you Ooh. know it. Ooh. Before gathering with your family to share in your Thanksgiving traditions, it's important Fill to out allow your will. some extra. Fill your will. Oh God! It's important to allow some extra time for you, the time you need to take care of yourself and look your best for your loved ones. Indeed. With Plexiderm, all you need is ten minutes, and you can look ten years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. Visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, and yes. Under eye bags. Oh, I thought they were going to say number 11s, but I know. Oh, wait, they're coming up. Oh, okay. Eye bags in minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines. Number 11. Woo! Feet. I love those. Takes up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. The results will last for hours, so you can relax, surrounded by loved ones. Say, 
saying crazy, <laughs> absolutely crazy things, knowing you're always Joe looking Biden. your best. Okay. I mean, I've thrown part of that in there myself, folks. Even better, Flexstrip yeah. doesn't involve any visits to a surgeon, and you can get it at a much better deal than anything you can get waiting in line on Black Friday. And um, You can try a six-pack application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplex.com backslash sexy liberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code don't be shocking sexy liberal this order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee make those wrinkles lines and under eye bags disappear with plexiderm guys visit buyplxdot.com backslash sexy liberal or call 800-685-1292 and say that code sexy liberal at checkout and now back to our show well covid can i ask you real quick because covid i don't mean to cut you off but i want you to narrow it down i want i was just going to ask you about covid because and i think you're right and and i hope people aren't offended but she's got a point when you said you know put the racism put the misogyny aside what we're saying is okay you could write off some of these people as racist sexist pigs who don't care about the other issues that's what you mean so at least oh, i understand I understand why they would vote for a racist, sexist pig because they are ones. Fair enough. Yeah. But but with COVID, COVID, I mean, again, normal family members of mine who we've at least agreed not to fight about it anymore because I'm not going home for Thanksgiving and Christmas now. I told my mom, she totally gets it. My siblings, I guarantee you they're going to force her into holding Thanksgiving and Christmas. But your mom's she's, a Republican who voted for Biden, so we love her. Who voted for Biden and she's 91 years old, which oh, wow. is why I'm not going home. And I, I asked... Craig Spencer, who's been on our show, who's one of the docs who's been on CNN a lot. Um, I asked uh, uh, Dr. Oh, what's her name? Uh, Megan, Megan, Dr. Megan, uh, who's on CNN a lot too. I forget her name. Glasses, very wonderfully. John only talks to CNN. Only talks to CNN doctors. But I, no, I was. <laughs> I don't having, watch CNN. Sorry. Oh, okay. I was having a great conversation with her on Twitter just about this very issue, and she was like, "No, there's no way you can go." But for <laughs> but that, so throw it back to you. Like even on the science stuff. What, how can they explain that? Well, first of all, I am not absolving any of these people of the racism, misogyny, cruelty, homophobia, anti-immigrant, anti-refugee right. uh, at all. That is all I need to know about them right. in my view. It for explains them. it. Right. Dismissed entirely out of hand. It's just incredibly depressing that there are so many more of them than I imagined. Right. Um, but it is the, the, the question then, since we that stuff is a given, it didn't bother them last time. Why is it going to bother them now? Is what is why once again are they voting against their self-interest in a very specific way? Right. You know, the Republican Party has had this four decades long project where they've wanted to make voters uh, more ignorant, um, uh, you know, delegitimize uh, government, um, mainstream news. Them. I'm sorry delegitimize mainstream news with their whole alternate reality right. news, yeah. And also undermine science when right. it suits them. Like it's okay, like if you have cancer, you can believe in science, but if the planet's dying, you can't. Or if, right. you know, pollute, whatever, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and, yeah. and and it's, these things have metastasized and um, gotten bigger. And to the point now where people aren't just voting against their own self-interest um, in the sense that, you know, uh, keeping gay people from having rights is more important to them than um, letting rich people, right. sorry, 
than having healthcare. Basically. Pay their fair share, right? <laughs> right? Or than having healthcare. <clears throat> now it's like they're literally willing to put their own lives and their yeah. children's lives and their parents' lives at risk. And how does one wrap one's head around that? Yeah. I mean, is it literally that they just don't believe it? That's true for many, many people. Yeah. But then you've got people who live in states like New York. I mean, we got hit really, really hard. I live on Long Island and it was a brutal nightmare made right. worse because apparently nobody's learned the lessons that we it's been going up again lately in new york hasn't it everywhere how could yeah. it not like yeah. even if we do everything right you right. know more people are indoors it's that simple it gets colder we're indoors and people are coming to new york from other places right like north right. dakota south dakota wisconsin etc right. so um it's just you know the, there was a this guy at a rally he was an older person and his t-shirt which he somebody would written on my son died from COVID-19 and I'm still voting for Donald. I, I, all right. right. Well, uh, if, right. if somebody I loved, okay, I can't say what I'm thinking. Um, it's good to be careful. Where I've had that cross my mind and I, I things like that. Just, and I just can't. kidding, NSA. I know. <laughs> NSA, but I mean, this is going to be this is going public. <laughs> Everyone's going to see it, Mary. But I mean, I mean, I mean, look at the fact, and I'm not blaming any groups, you know, at all, because we we all own this mistake. And frankly, let me be clear that white straight, you know, men own it a lot more than more, anybody else. Yeah. But oh, just white the straight fact women that are giving them a run for their money. Jesus fair enough. Christ. Fair enough. But just the fact that Latino men and African American men, his share went up, and it's like the gays, the LGBT what, went what? up as well. Cliff, if if the if the exit polls are correct, LGBT went up too. And even Everybody. I'm going to apologize because even though like I don't the Jews strongly go identify as a Jew, I do come from that original tribe. And and, and I think it was very marginal, but I think hmm. uh, this time instead of 72 or, or something percent, uh, I think uh, it was Hillary got, I think Biden got 68. And it's enough that like, wow. even if he ticked up two or three percent, what, because he moved the, the embassy to, to freaking Jerusalem? Right. Like, like you, if you're Jewish, you want instability, you want a guy queuing on theories about yeah. how you know the blood of christian kids are being you know i mean that's right out of the protocols of the elders of zion what yeah. they say at q and i mean i don't yeah. i don't get it well go back to the fascism thing mary because that's a theory again theory based on no data just my gut i have this feeling that it's there's a wonderful sylvia plath poem i love sylvia plath and one of the lines is every woman loves a fascist and in this case, it seems to be 40% of the population loves a fascist, but I kind of have this feeling that maybe there's something among people generally, and I doubt it's just Americans because we're seeing it worldwide. Maybe there's just a significant chunk, whether it's 40% or whatever, where they really like a strong man. They just do. And it's a man, by the way, probably, unless a oh, woman yes. commits mass murder and can prove herself just yeah. as evil, but I suspect it's a man. Why? Oh, yeah. Why? They, always. Well, okay. First, just to get back to uh, one point, Cliff yeah. was making, and I haven't looked at the numbers yet, um, but we we discount the impact of misogyny at, in this country at our peril. Um, you know, I, I hoped we would have learned that four years ago. Um, yeah. The only reason Hillary Clinton didn't win in a, an undeniable landslide was because she was a woman. That's it. She right. lost for a lot of, well, lost in my view, for a lot of right. other reasons. Um, but a, a man with her credentials would have been absolutely by, you know, uh, would have won by seven million, maybe instead of three million votes. Exactly, right. Right. exactly. So um, there's that. Uh, 
So the authoritarian personality is the yeah. person who follows the strongman, not the strongman. And right. and I, I think, and again, this is this is not my area of expertise, although I will be uh, studying this a lot. Um, you have a family next- connection to it though. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So Sadly, though, I think we all do. Mary's is just well. Actually, that's that's ours. a that's a funny. I can think of a couple yeah. in my family. Yeah. If I'm being honest with you, yeah. Trust me. Every family loves a fascist. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Go on, Mary. Yeah. Um. No, but it is. It's just playing out that yeah. It 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 remains even more true now that it did four <clears> years ago. <throat> that this country is now acting like a a, ma- a macrocosm of my dysfunctional family, your dysfunctional yeah. family. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's terrifying. Um, so we do need to figure that out. Um, so what I would say is I think um, a lot of weak people who are frustrated um, for a lot of reasons they're frustrated is because of things the Republican party has done to them, um, mm-hmm. you know, keeping them economically disadvantaged and um Stoking their hated every opportunity, right. um, but they're blaming they blame the wrong people, right? Because the only thing they have left at the end of the day is you know pride in their white skin or pride in their male gender, right? So mm-hmm. or their straightness. They need status from somewhere, yeah. Right, and that's the only thing that Republicans have left them, quite honestly. Right. So <clears throat> they see somebody like Donald come to power, which is something I still makes me sick, but. Um, and they identify with him because the thing we most need to understand about Donald is that he is extraordinarily weak. So they identify with his weakness because they see that he's overcome it in the hmm. sense that not that he isn't weak, but that he succeeded despite his weakness. You know, huh. it's like poor people who are totally cool with enormously wealthy people not paying their fair share of taxes because they might be rich someday too. Right. Um, and then because they're weak, he promises them the world. He sto- he continues to stoke their, ra- you know, rage can feel really good. Um, you know, Orwell yeah. knew what he was talking about, uh, when, I don't know if it's two minutes of hate or three minutes of hate or whatever. Um, that's all two. Donald's rallies are. Thank yep. you. <laughs> How dare I get Orwell wrong? Yeah, hey, you're, well, you're expanding Orwell to three, which nowadays maybe we need to expand the three two minute hate to three minutes. Well, the hate. rallies are like two hours long, and it's just yeah, people two hour like hate. Yeah, hating hating on other people and each other because they continue to spread COVID. It's, it's no, but that's actually, but that's a really interesting point. I mean, <clears throat> seriously, I mean, it was a joke, but it's not. What is it that? What is it that turns people? I guess what I'm kind of getting at here is. I'm almost moving beyond this. Initially in 2016, I wasn't convinced that the only thing going on was racism. I'm just not, and I think it was no, sexism wasn't. and it was a lot of other things too. Yeah. I don't think, I'm not, even con- I'm not even convinced still that racism was the number one thing going on in 2016. 2020, you know, he, he did a much better job stoking racism, but you've got the COVID stuff, like you said, you've got the gender stuff, you've got so many other, and just the, the two hour hate rallies he held. I'm not sure, if it mattered who he went after at that rally, he just had to go after people. He went after Gretchen Whitmer, right? I mean, he, he would go after anybody. I mean, Ali Velshi, although Ali Velshi is a person of color, but yeah. he just would go after anybody he could. And I think just hating anybody was almost enough for his followers. Sure. And also, Ali Velshi is Canadian, so let's not forget that. Canadian, Kenyan born Muslim, Black as Ali likes to point out. Oh my God. That yeah. Maple syrup loving. Yeah. <laughs> Poutine. Oh my goodness. <laughs> 
Um, I think a lot of times the people he mentioned are people that the pe- that that the audience had n- had no idea, could not identify, couldn't yeah, pick out. They wouldn't a know Ollie. Yeah. So it is just about oh, this person was mean to me. You know, this person disrespected me. Uh, this person, whatever, they're just boogeymen. And um, the, hmm. I think that the thing that we're really going to have to grapple with more than anything else is um, what, like for what, you know, Um, when you cannot for the life of you understand the other person's motives. And, and this is, this is, I think where the territory becomes more dangerous. Hmm. Uh, You know, if it's racism, you can despise it, but you can understand it. Right. You can understand the misogyny. We're able to put them in little boxes where we go, okay, that's what's going on. Right. Right. But how do you, how do we deal with it when we are literally living in not two realities because there's only one reality. Right. We're living with, in a country where half of the people, generally speaking, understand how reality works and understand what it is. And the other half of the country that is all about conspiracy theory. Like these people believe in QAnon. I right. mean, there's no reasoning at that point. You know. Um, Although we're starting to get evidence now that uh, it was, you know, there's just an article in Reuters um, a little while ago that that the, the, that it was hyped in a massive way. Uh, this will shock you by Russian accounts is how say, it grew early. In 2017, that the biggest accounts that hyped it were all fake Russian <laughs> oh, accounts, surprise. which have been, I mean, there's more will come out on this. Oh, yeah. But, well, Cliff, but all the it, election it stuff just, now, imagine. It wasn't just or, yeah. all organic. Let's Imagine what the Russians <laughs> are doing now with all this stuff. Yeah. We're going to at least thank God when Biden takes over, we're going to find out all the bullshit they did and hopefully somebody stands up. But that feels a that's lot another... like QAnon was a psychological operation against elements of the United States that Russia very much supported. Let's put yeah, it that course. way. Yeah, of course. They did that same thing with racism last time, and Mark Zuckerberg should be in yeah. prison for the rest of his life. Agreed. Um, but, you know, if you think about it, though, hmm. Russia attacked us last time successfully. The United States government, as it's currently constituted, did nothing, right. allowing, keeping the door open. And in said, please order, come back. <laughs> right, right. But in order to cover for that and may and normalize that, Republican leadership decided that Russians may be not so bad after all. Right. So when you when you start telling the American people these things, they they believe you, especially those who voted for you anyway and put their trust in you. Um, so how do you undo that? You know, it's yeah. like same thing that's happening now. They're calling the legitimacy of an American election into question for the first time in our history. The damage is incalculable. And regardless of what happens, we're going to be dealing with that for a very long time because a significant portion of the population will continue to doubt the oh, yeah. legitimacy of American elections. Right. It's just But also going forward, this is another guardrail. In other words, hmm. the Republican Party now is is stoked with you know stuck with Trumpism, whoever their nominee <laughs> they're is. They're stoked with Trumpism too. <laughs> well, they're stoking it. They're stuck with it. They yeah. stink of it. Whatever you'd like to say. But in mm-hmm. 2024, and even in congressional races now, other races, I expect we're going to regularly see they're going to refuse to concede, and 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 it's right. going to be a, a regular thing oh. that if they lose, 
There was definitively McSally, Cliff. McSally isn't conceding, they said last I mean, night. Are you kidding? See, there you go. No, last night, that was the big story. McSally in Arizona has now decided she's no longer see? conceding. And this is somebody who swore an oath as an Air Force pilot to the United States of America, yeah. McSally, and she's willing to do this. And that's what I'm saying. Like, this, you know. yep, yep. This is going to become a regular thing. Yeah. Which, that's yeah. the damage of this, is that that's what we're looking at going forward, is that no election is going to be with a concession and without this contract. Right. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working on a piece right now, and I basically said that Biden comes into this at, at the base camp of a very, very, very steep mountain. Hmm. Um, but now uh, he's like, it, they're putting him at the molten center of the earth because his job, which was already enormously daunting has gotten that much harder um, because this continued um, betrayal of the American people is hardening people's erroneous beliefs that there's a problem here. Right. Um, you know, so like that in my view is one of the things that Donald is determined to do. He can't handle losing. So therefore he needs to delegitimize the person who won. He did that with Ted Cruz after Iowa. Ted right. Cruz cheated, Ted Cruz, whatever. Um, and now Ted Cruz is defending his lies. Well, Ted Cruz is Ted Cruz. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, what's what's worrisome is there's literally not one elected Republican in Congress or in the cabinet. If you think about that. Right. So 100% of the Republican party represents the worst 22 to 28% of us yeah. across the board. Yeah. I mean, literally, I can think of you know, maybe three Republicans. We all think of the same three who Biden might have a chance of working with on on anything. And certainly it's far from a guarantee. In the Senate, you saying. mean, or where, Cliff? In the in Senate. The Senate. Cool. I mean, Murkowski, Romney, and, uh, and Collins right. are the only ones right. where I would say there's even a chance. <clears throat> you know, I mean, I, uh, maybe a couple other pet um, issues to certain regions of the you know, country with a few others. But that's I, it. I take Collins off the board. She won, God knows how. She I won re-election. She has six years before she has to face voters again. Right. And she still could not bring herself unequivocally to congratulate Joe Biden and acknowledge his win. She's just Actually, that's a really good point. You're right. She if anybody, she could have stood up and gone, hey, yeah. Screw yep. it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna suck up to the left, but I'm also not gonna suck up to the right anymore. Yeah. No, I'm not, and, and, and certainly I'm not arguing in favor of actually liking any. People. Oh no, we're saying you're yeah. saying these three, these three or four people are only terrible as opposed to yeah. absolutely fucking complete. You know, what I mean, like yeah. he's still. I don't. I don't think he'll be able to work with them almost ever. But yeah. they're the only three where I feel like there's any yeah. chance on one percent of things. You know, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Um, well, he's not. Going, he's not going away. That's the other but problem. Honestly, Cliff. Huh. Um, Republicans hang on to the majority. Those three, nope, not happening. Yeah, we have to win those races in Georgia. We do indeed. I mean, we have to. Yeah. Um, you know. And if Michael a... Bloomberg had any uh, integrity, he would just like you know pay a lot of people who are struggling financially to go live in Georgia and register. To <laughs> I like that idea. <laughs> right now, move, register. <laughs> Georgia, well, we, could, I mean, we could turn Wyoming blue if we did that because only like five people live in Wyoming. It wouldn't be that difficult. Actually, so I know this really well because somebody put out there how LA County 
you know, there were, what were there like, I mean, something 22 million votes or something. Ten, ten, for well, there's it. 10 million people in LA County. It's crazy. So, so okay. Yeah. It couldn't have been 22, but whatever the yeah. number was, it was bigger than eight States or whatever. And what I put out there in response, I was like, I live in Hamilton County, Ohio. It's around Cincinnati. This is the third biggest County in the seventh biggest state. And as of the other day, when I did this 238,000 of us, 57 percent uh to 41 percent 238,000 of us had voted for joe biden only 193,000 had voted for trump in wyoming and he got electoral votes for that so the third biggest county in the seventh biggest state delivered 55,000 more votes to biden than the entire state of wyoming delivered to trump but trump got electoral votes for that that's how fucked we are you know it's it's awful and it becomes increasingly obvious with every election because what uh democrats have won seven out of the eight popular votes um it's about right yep yeah um and have appointed only three out of the 18 supreme court you know it's just so so the the um institution not institute the structural advantages of the republicans become even starker uh as the country gets bigger and more diverse and um populated states get even more populated so, you know, I mean, not that we don't know that, but we got to realize that that's a, that's a large part of what's fueling this. Uh, you know, again, it's another situation in which anybody but Donald would have conceded and the Republicans would have gone along with it. But there you have Donald having a temper tantrum and, um, and they're still scared of him. The appease and pushing the envelope and people are just like, wait a minute there's nobody to stop him. So let's jump on the bandwagon. And what we also need to keep in mind, you know, Donald is operating right now out of terror and rage. Right. He can't acknowledge the terror at all, uh, which makes him even more enraged. You know what makes him you more You think enraged? the terror is the narcissism that he's humiliated or is the terror that he's gonna go to jail or both? Oh no, it's much darker and deeper. Hmm. The terror is that he did the one thing his father found absolutely unacceptable and punishable by death hmm. which was to be a loser right you know that's that's it and yeah the other stuff is operative uh, more at a more conscious level right. you know he knows or he should know uh the deal he's not a total idiot but um you know what should also worry us is that um it, because it makes him more unpredictable one of the reasons he's so angry is that the Republican Party fared pretty well in this election, despite all expectations right. and di- despite the fact that they should be voted out of existence. So he can't pretend that the Republican Party dragged him down. We were talking about this on our show. Go on, we this were. is funny. Yeah, and it makes it even worse for him that everybody he was gonna, Well, he was gonna figure out and go, wait a minute, why did they do so well and I didn't? Maybe Mitch McConnell screwed me. Who does he blame now yeah. also? Right, yeah. You know, um, That's a great point. Mitch, so, Mitch, Mitch. Which means that people like Mitch McConnell have to work even harder yeah. to prove to Donald that he's on their side. I mean, that right. they're on his side. Right. Because they want the Senate seats in Georgia. It's just a mess. Right. And it's what all do- because we're dealing with a severely pathological, unfit, incredibly ill human being. Would you put anything past him, Trump, in terms of his sort of, you know, his psychology. Is it more just a matter of, like we said at the beginning, what he's capable of pulling off and he may not be able to pull it all off, but otherwise, how far would this guy go? 
if he could. No, I put nothing past him. He's desperate. Okay. He's uh, absolutely desperate. And, you know, as I said, he's desperate for the, the uh, psychological reasons uh, I discussed, but he's also desperate for, as Cliff pointed out, the practical reasons. Right. You know, he's facing prosecution. He can't be pardoned for state crimes. Uh, he's facing uh, all of his debt being debt. called in because yep. if he yep. loses, do you think Deutsche Bank isn't going to be like, can you give us our 400 million bucks yep. back, please? So, and what, what other countries are going to cover for him? Nobody's right, going right. to cover That's for him. That's kind of why I've been predicting, yeah. and I'll still predict it, which mm. is what the, to me, the, people are like, this is a coup. And I'm like, yes, of course he would try that. But to me, the scariest thing about the Defense Department uh, insta installations of his cronies and his loony people who are Devin Nunez people, who are Michael Flynn people, traitors. Yep. I'm going to yep. call them what they yep. are. Absolutely. They're traitors. the ones who blocked the Ukraine, tried to hide the Ukraine phone call, blocked the Russia investigation. To me, the worst part of it is he also fired the head of nuclear technology over there. Saudi yeah. Arabia has wanted nuclear technology forever, and we know he was trying to get it to them after he was elected the first time. Riyadh's a great landing place, nicer than Moscow, if you're going to run out of this country. It's where yeah. Idi Amin lived out his years after escaping from, from justice in, in Uganda. I mean, there's palaces. There's no hope of, there ever, they, of them having to stop behaving like they're, they're you know, the palace... Uh, uh, the, the special palace elite like they behave already yep. him and Ivanka and the rest of them. I mean, to me, that's what worries me is he's going to pass God knows what secrets pay off his debt and run off to Riyadh. Right. I just did a, an interview with German TV and one of the interviewers asked me the question, do you really think he's the most dangerous person in the world? And I explained why, you know, it's a combination of the fact that traditionally the uh, person in the Oval Office has been the most powerful person on the world, coupled with his severe psychopathologies. So yes, right. that does make him the most, yes, but Vladimir Putin has people killed and Assad has killed me. It's like, okay, if your only metric, not that it's an insignificant <laughs> one, but if your only metric is how many people you've killed, then sure, there are other more dangerous, but if that can't be your only criterion. Right. Because we need to look at, by the way, he's now killing over a thousand people a day too. So, you right. know, we'll right. catch Actually, up yeah. if Good given point. the opportunity. Yeah. But he is currently the greatest national security threat this country has ever known. And you're right. What's going on at the defense should trouble us, terrify us, because there's no doubt in my mind this guy is going to sell state secrets if it serves his purposes and gets him out of a jam. Yep. You know, people are absolutely deluded if they think that he has any interest. I've said this before, you know, um, if he feels like he's going down, he will take all of us down with him. Right. That's it. He's no if allegiance. He thinks he can, you're right, he obviously has no allegiance to this country. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, if he thinks he can, on the, you know, if, if he's going to get out of debt, out of going to prison, you know, all the rest of it by installing his people in this last month, stealing secrets, stealing technology, doing whatever he can, selling it to the highest bidder. I mean, who doesn't think he would do that? Uh, I, I, nobody, nobody currently in his inner circle, nobody in his cabinet, they all know. Mary, what, how do you, ugh, I don't, I'm not sure how to phrase this. I was just, how do you deal with, how do you confront? What is the best way to respond to somebody with Trump's pathologies? How do you beat someone like that? Mockery. Oh, interesting. Okay. Before the election, when it looked like things things that normally wouldn't have um, gained traction because, you know, he's always flooding the zone and people can't pay attention, things started to, ta to take hold a little bit. Um, so 
what I was saying was, you know, pile on everybody. You got to pile on. And then the the other brilliant times article about um, his taxes came out and his behavior at the debates. And, you know, so it did seem like there was things were starting to have a cumulative effect for the first time in his life, honestly. Right. So um, that got, that helped, I believe, get Joe Biden elected. And now I'm not saying don't take him seriously, but uh, or, sorry, take the situation seriously, right. because it is a very serious situation and a very dangerous one. However, he's behaving like a baby who's having a temper tantrum. Right. And, uh, you know, that's how he should be treated. J Jake Tapper referred to it yesterday. He said, I feel like the Republicans are treating Donald Trump like the, like the five-year-old whose turtle died. <laughs> It was a beautiful. I was like, "Oh my god!" What is it was, with turtles? Because Anderson Cooper was like, "He's like somebody an upside else down that. turtle." That's true. Somebody else said that too. That they keep going after turtles. Well, Mitch McConnell's a turtle. That's the that's the you know. I like I, turtles. I mean, come on, back off. Didn't he, didn't he refer to, to Trump as like an obese turtle lying an obese on the ground? Turtle that oh, flipped oh, over and was I flailing was, in the hot sun. <laughs> I mean, like the imagery is beautiful, but oh, it's not really it, fair to turtles. It's it, yeah. not. <laughs> or toddlers or babies or whatever. Five-year-olds or, yeah. Or let's put it this way. He's an immature, pathetic right. loser. Well, okay, but devil's advocate, I guess, mockery mockery gets to him. Mockery doesn't really help us, though, right? Because it just makes him... I'm divided on this. I've always felt from the beginning, we're talking way back, you know, I was, I was thinking of Project Lincoln before Project Lincoln was thinking of Project Lincoln. Back when Trump was elected, I kept thinking there needs to be a project to go after him personally, to make of him to belittle him yeah. just psychological warfare now my idea of psychological warfare was to bring him to rock bottom so he is exposed to so he does so many crazy things nobody can forgive him now clearly even killing a quarter of a million americans isn't enough so i don't know that works anymore but but the mockery certainly affects him the most but it doesn't really get us anywhere does it sure it does if it makes you feel better but if it's sustained no i'll tell you why yeah why um, Okay, so a couple of months before the election, we were saying we need to pile on. Um, you know, the response is, well, isn't that going to make him more dangerous? I'm like, of course it's going to make him more dangerous, but he's dangerous anyway. And the goal is to unhinge him, which, yes, makes him more dangerous, but also if he can be exposed in a way that nobody can deny. And I'm just like saying, shows up in the Rose Garden naked and, yeah. um, you know. We're going to nuke people for real. Whatever. Yeah. Or, yeah. You know, some people would like that, but, you know. Yeah. Naked and I, I don't know. Um, what what do what do these people hate? Like reading. What? I said reading. Wait, he shows up naked reading Faulkner and um, or actually poetry, some kind of you know yeah. poetry. <laughs> Two roads diverged. And he, he's he's suddenly kind. Like his followers will hate that. Um, <laughs> so it was all a dream. I'm sorry. Yeah. So but seriously though, like if he gets pushed, he is he is on the brink. He is under more stress than he's ever been, and that's saying something because that was true two months ago. It's even more true now. So yes, the mockery makes him more dangerous, but he is a he's a cage, not a cage. He's a trapped animal right now. Right. Um, and feels like he's running out of options. So right. um, if we keep nudging him past the point of uh, no return, then is it risky? Sure, but we're in an incredibly risky situation right now. Right. And it's the only thing I can think of that could be effective because he's so protected. Um, right. 
you know, by his enablers uh, and his. It probably keeps right. him from in, in any way. He's not that he's any good at it anyhow, but being able to plan anything or whatever because he's that's, so consumed. Yeah. I think. I mean, if that's what I'm understanding, you're saying, Mary. Is, I mean, in, in, in a it way, it makes him less effective, Cliff. Right. I think. Because he's so consumed he with with yeah. with with his pathologies, with hatred for whoever's mocking him, with how he feels about himself, which is terrible. That maybe he's even that much less effective also acts that much crazier in what he says and does, yep. which frees the mainstream media to be more honest, which they've been over the last six months, not nearly where I, they need to be. People right. know I'm like a broken record on this. Right. But you know, even CNN, which I know, believe me, I'm like you, Mary. I don't like it either, and I don't watch that stuff most of the time. But they, well, I did around the election, and to hear some of these hosts start to sort of say, he's lying, or he's, you know, he's acting yep. like an obese <clears throat> turtle. Flailing. I mean, these are things that people, that newscasters would not have yep. said about him a year ago. And not they, at they all. Felt, they felt like they could be, the crazier he's been, yep. they can be more honest. And so in that way, his being crazy, because we mock him, helps too. Yeah, yep. and I, that happened before the election. He ran a terrible campaign. Yep. An abysmally bad campaign. Now, again, that 70 million number is going to haunt me for the rest of my days. But, right. um, you know, he's the incumbent. He should not have lost. Um, or let's put it this way. Uh, between the economy and COVID, obviously that put him at a disadvantage. Um, but if he had campaigned better, um, who knows what would have happened in Georgia right. uh, or those closer states. So um, all he was capable of doing, other than ranting and raving on national television during the two debates, and I'm sorry, but he was ranting and raving during the second one as well. He was just doing it more quietly because he right. knew there was a mute button. Um, all he could do was go hold rallies and, and kill people with COVID and act right. like a total moron. So, um, you know, we just need more of the same. If you what think you about it, you know, and again, go ahead. No, 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 you no, go, go Cliff, go, go. Cause I was going to kind of wrap up this segment. Go ahead. Yeah, I was going to make a point quickly and just say, even when you think about it, you know, only three, four incumbents over the last hundred years have been beaten in an election. Hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I've admitted to people before, I, I worked on some of uh, Joe Biden's ads, which is something as a consultant, I didn't talk a lot about because I don't want to ever be the center of things. Right. Um, so just people know that when I'm saying this. Uh, which is I, I like Biden a lot. And I think he's got an empathy and a lot going for him that would lead people to vote for him. But when compared to the other ones who beat incumbents, you had three of maybe the four or five most gifted orators in public life over the last hundred years who were able to pull it off. FDR, mm -hmm. Reagan, and Clinton. Right. You know what I mean, we're the three that beat yeah. incumbents. And I, you can't, as much as I love Biden, you can't put him on that level. So yeah. the fact is, is that, you know, it, 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 it's it, it's a pretty big point that Trump lost. I mean, it is hard for an incumbent to lose. Oh, I see what you mean. He, he didn't he didn't lose yeah. to an Obama right. uh, Obama rhetorical. You know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He didn't lose to. Yeah. to yeah. Go ahead, Mary. But I like Biden. Yeah. A lot of people, including me, didn't even have in their top five during the primary. You Biden, know? Yeah, Biden. You mean? So um, the fact that he got Democrats to rally around. I him. forgot. Were you a Warren person or who were you? Yeah, it was Warren. Okay. Um, totally thrilled to have my vice president be Kamala Harris. Um, yes. But anyway. Me too. So, you know, um, it was an uphill battle because you cannot underestimate the power of incumbency in that bully pulpit. Um, and he squandered it because, not by Donald squandered it because he's not strategic. He is quite frankly, unintelligent. Um, you know, he's not a total moron. 
but he's not smart. Um, and, um, you know, the, again, the tragedy is that uh, the twin crises of COVID and the economy should have made him lose by 300 million votes, not, not right. five. Um, yeah. But, oh, shoot, there was another thing I wanted to say, but I can't remember what it is. But... Oh, it's okay. That's usually me. <laughs> Cliff will wait one small point and I'll be like, damn it, I can't remember. No, um, I feel guilty the whole rest of the show. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I just yeah. remember what it was yes. because it's, it's along the mockery. Have you guys seen the Venn diagram? Presidents who uh, lost after one term, yeah. presidents who lost the popular vote, and presidents who were impeached. Yep. It's beautiful, yes. Yeah. He's the only one. In, in the center of all yep. three of those circles. And yeah. like, that's the, like that should just be postered everywhere he goes. What I, I, what I only because we're getting, and again, happy to keep talking if you've got time, but but um, I wanted to ask you what, and you were asked on one of the shows, but it does get kind of interesting. Like what, what did you do for a living before this craziness? <laughs> like, like, what are you, you going to do next is what I mean. Like, what's your, what are you thinking? Oh, I'm not going to do anything I was doing. That's for damn sure. <laughs> um, I was doing internet marketing. So, oh, okay. I mean, it seems like the seems like the book sold pretty well. You yeah, may not have to do much after this if you don't want to. <laughs> I, I want to do a lot, actually. Um, so now I want to write more. Um, mm -hmm. Reclaim the family name. I'm sorry. Reclaim the family name, or just change it. You know, people ask me that, and I mean, at this point, I think they should have to change the name. But to be fair, there are many. It's my house. You get out. <laughs> now, I think this name is going the way of Hitler, or it should anyway. So I will miss <laughs> Hitler. My name. You're a you're a Seinfeld episode now. I, I, Remember Vic Hitler, who was the comedian I, on I Seinfeld? Ever watched Seinfeld? So yeah, there was a comedian whose name was Vic Hitler, and it was kind of a problem. <laughs> so there's another one where Elaine's boyfriend had the same name as a serial killer. There's that. <laughs> yeah, it's really not that hard to change your name. Just ask anybody. You know, most women who get married, they you know, it's a pretty simple right. process. Um, so, um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that I'm, I'm okay. thinking I mean, about. it's okay. You don't, have to, you don't have to say anything, but I mean, well, you've already got things going on in your head of what you yeah, think is happening. Yeah. Okay. Listen, our work here is far from done. So if I can be relevant yeah. um, and helpful, um, I'm actually uh, going to be doing a fundraiser for Maya Wiley, who will hopefully be my next mayor. Uh, oh, nice. oh, great. Uh, so, you know, stuff like that. Um, right. And he's not going away. I mean, by the way, until he dies, he's never going away. Prison would be my... Well, prison would help, but I mean, yeah. But no, but you know what I'm saying, though. I mean, until Do they take gets... away Twitter in prison, it depends. I'm, just, I'm asking. I don't know. Yeah. You know, he's a white. Well, he's not going to be rich, but he's white. He'll be um, in gourmet prison. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But, house um, arrest. But yeah. honestly, like, assuming all goes well and Joe Biden is our president, I don't want to talk about Donald anymore. Like, I would like not. I don't to think he's going away, though. But I don't think he's going away. Really? I don't think you'll have a choice. I think I think he's going to he's going to set up shop somewhere. He's going to keep the graft going, and he's going to make as much money as he can off of selling. You know, Donald, who's still president, he's going to be tweeting every day. He's still going to scare the bejesus out of Republicans because he's got his grassroots. I feel like yeah, I feel like I have, he's almost not neutered. Sorry, I have a choice. I you know I don't. I'd like to move on. Oh, you oh you do. I know that. Wait. I just meant. You know what no, I'm saying? I, mean, I just mean move on from talking about him all the time. I, we, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cannot, we will hope probably, unfortunately, not be able to move on from him entirely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, again, that depends a lot on what happens and it depends on how useful Republicans find him. As soon as they find him not useful, 
Right. And indeed may be harmful to them, they're going to cut them loose. Right. Also, two of his sort of, you know, probably his two most effective platforms. You know, I saw you tweet about oh, right. this, John. I mean, right. Twitter is going to treat his account like any other once he's no longer president, which so means he's starting he, to, right? Right. So he can be he can it can be suspended and it can actually be yeah. taken away for life. How long do we think that'll happen? It'll yeah. take for that to happen with how much he'll lie, and for whatever reasons, and people can you know can guess or whatever. Rupert Murdoch is one of the few conservatives who decided he was done with him. Yep. And may, and the other big platform for him is the Fox and Friends weekly segment or whatever, and maybe Rupert will pull the plug on that. So yeah, I'm not saying he won't have ways to get out there, but maybe the most mainstream ways he has to get out there now yeah. will be taken, and we'll have to hear less from him, which would be really nice. Right? Yeah, I think that's I'm a hoping possibility. I mean, the the New York Post uh, headline or front page was very telling, in my view. Um, yeah. I can't remember exactly what it said, but it admitted that Biden, you know, Biden won the election. Right. But um, so I think if, if prison is not in Donald's future, um, the second best thing would be irrelevant. Twitter prison would be the second best thing. I think irrelevance would actually be the second best yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, which, you know, Twitter prison would help mm -hmm. towards that end. And just let him become this sad, pathetic, poor, old white guy spouting conspiracy theories. <laughs> Easy for me to say. Um, <laughs> yes. Conspiracy theories. Uh, to his ever dwindling uh, crowd of supporters. Right. Yep. That would be kind of a fun, a fun end. He can go live in one of those communities that you know he hates, right. where all the people love him. You know. Um, did you, I wanted to? I just because Mary, I told you this last time after we had you on that I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about sort of just being gay because no one has that I've seen has really gotten into that into the interviews. You know, I'm gay as well, so it kind of interests me. But um, Cliff, did you have anything else on the Trump? the Donald angle that you wanted to ask before we segue real quick in just, just a couple minutes. thanking Mary for all she did. That's all I've got Oh, absolutely. Left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, well, so Mary, when did, when did you come out to yourself and then like to the family? Um, I didn't really. <laughs> it's one okay, of those. I'm just wondering. Okay, yeah. Yeah, it just sort of was like, okay, this is the way it is. <laughs> I never came out to my dad's family because they had absolutely no interest in my personal life at all ever right and when my grandmother called elton john a faggot <laughs> i thought yeah. that perhaps it wasn't worth this is donald's mother you mean yes yeah. donald's mother um yes my that was into that yeah, yeah. grandmother and with that large beehive uh thing yes. going on yeah. yeah you know the apple tree falling yeah you know. yeah yep. um yeah she was a horrible human being not surprisingly so it just wasn't you know it wasn't worth it to me and yeah. i was in a relationship uh, we moved in together and, um, you know, we'd been friends. So my mom knew her and I just, one night I was like, mom, this is the way it is. <laughs> so right. And mom like, was like, mom was cool. Yeah. But you know, I mean, honestly, it, it wasn't bravery. It was, I think what it was, was my not wanting to have a conversation. <laughs> so okay. and like right. shutting down right. all communication. Right. Um, so it's not, it's not a particularly interesting story. Yeah. When do but, you think that the Trumps found out? Just in the last couple of years, or have you always been? They, let's see. I'm not really sure when they found out, but my aunt Marianne knew. She's um, the she's the judge, I think. She's the former judge. Yes. Uh, okay. Oh, she's former. I didn't realize. Okay. Judge. Um, yeah. She, you know, she and I reestablished. Well, not reestablished because we never really had a relationship. We developed a hmm. relationship after we saw each other at Ivanka's wedding, and I mean, it took a long time, but right. you know, she she was totally cool with it. Uh, she considers herself a gay icon, which is fascinating. Um, but 
Yeah, she's, she's, she's uh, really racist and misogynistic, but apparently is t cool with uh, gay people. All right, yeah. She's one right. for three. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so the other, and the other ones, the other ones never. Well, you said so you never talked to them anyway. You never talked to Ivanka or Don. You, no. you never really dealt with them anyway, right? I didn't even talk to them when I was at the White House in 2017. Were there never like even family gatherings, or they just split with your? I remember you talked about this last time, but they just split with your family entirely when that whole inheritance bullshit went down. Well, you know, that or, pretty much is what happens when you sue people. <laughs> yeah, well, okay, fair enough. It, yeah. it tends to make people less friendly. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, but your cousins and you know what I mean? Like I, I can, in my extended family, I could imagine having a falling out and over 20 years you work it out because your family, but that's like my sane family. Well, I did that you know? with Marianne until I couldn't do it anymore. Um, no, so you had released, was it you? I believe that released those the tapes of Marianne talking about Donald. What, I mean, what led to that? Have you talked, I don't, well, only because you said you had sort of the rapprochement with her and everything. Yeah, well, you know, it took a few years, but we, she and I actually developed a pretty close relationship, which just goes to show you how um, insane families can be because they hmm. treated my dad horribly. They treated me horribly, my mother, my brother, my nephew, right. you know. So the right. fact that uh, I was willing to overlook all of that just, I guess, shows how desperate one can be for family sometimes. Um, so, because I lost my whole family, you know? Um, right. Not that we were close, but. All, all of them. Um, so we worked really hard at it and we would see each other, you know, once a month, we'd talk on the phone, we'd go out for lunch, or I'd go to her place and we'd spend hours, right. I'd be there for four hours sometimes. Right. And, um, but then she started talking about, it's personal, but she started talking about That's something okay. that I found that made me realize that I was completely deluding myself. Okay. That she was ever going to be a decent you. Okay. And, um, and I all, she also started telling some stories that um, she had been asked about in her depositions during the lawsuit, and she was telling different versions of them. So it's, I suddenly realized that she'd lied a lot in those depositions when she was a federal judge. Right. And, and so, to, hurt, to hurt your family, to hurt your dad. No, to, to hurt me. Um, oh, okay. Oh, even, I'm sorry. Yeah, to hurt you. To, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Estate. So, yeah. you know, she was lying about stuff in depositions. So... And this was, I think, hmm. after the New York Times article came out and I decided to write the book. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to cover my ass. I had no intention of releasing these tapes publicly at all. Right. Because until the very end, like, I didn't want to hurt her. Um, but then she started saying things that were so beyond the pale. And I felt like, you know what? When I wrote the book, I decided to lay it out on the table. Um, it that's not right. enough nothing's ever enough so if i have this if i have some more ammunition and i don't use it i will regret it forever right. if donald doesn't lose so i was like you know what i i have to i'm not proud of it i made me really really uncomfortable um but uh and i completely understand why people would question my motives and and would think less of me i get that entirely but i it's sort of like with the book i felt like i didn't have a choice there was too much at stake. And I kind of understand why you would do what you did, because again, like when you're you're staring this man being reelected in the face, sometimes you do things you wouldn't otherwise do. Right. And makes yeah. Yeah. And, and, and wrestling with it is a sign that you're a good person because I hope people do wrestle with things like that. I mean, you don't you shouldn't just do it unless you weigh it and say, you know what? Right. You know, that that's a good thing that you're thinking right. that way, I think. But yeah. I mean, it's no. better than the alternative. That's yeah, true. which is right. like, yeah, let's screw people, which would be, which would be your uncle. <laughs>
exactly. You know, I was found under a rock, so that's God. That's but um, you know, it's funny, and I mean, we we can wrap up. But I was just curious: Are you? Are, do people recognize you now when you go out? I have no idea because I wear three masks and sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. fair enough. you're like Jackie O with a mask. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, funny. I am terrified of COVID nineteen. I have asthma. Yeah. I have chronic bronchitis. I have had pneumonia, and I'm. I just I don't trust people <laughs> either at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know, as I said earlier, we we just it was ugh, March and April were some of the worst weeks I've ever lived through. It was yeah, sheer terror at every turn. So yeah, um, so that like the only good thing is that I get to wear a mask so people don't recognize. I don't really go anywhere anyway, quite honestly. Yeah. Well, but I mean, going to the grocery store, whatever, if you didn't have a mask, I'd be curious now if people were recognize. I would think in New York, especially, they'd recognize you now. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm on you know. Cape Cod right now, but sure. Okay. Like if I pay with a credit card and somebody looks at my name, yeah. Generally yeah. speaking, they'll they'll. Uh, but are you still going to give? You mentioned before when we interview, you said, yeah, I always tell them, oh, I'm not con I'm not connected to them. Would you do it now? I don't think I can get away <laughs> with that anymore. Well, they might not recognize you. It's possible. Well, actually, that's true. I was at the cable place, and the woman who was helping me, <laughs> so you know, I had to give her my name. It's like, oh, are you related? And I'm like, nope. <laughs> Got done. <laughs> <laughs> well, nope. What do you? I mean, what do you say? Give me a going. Popular name. Oh. That's it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Very common name. Very Although they probably wouldn't believe it. Wait, well, or they'd believe you. Hey, you maybe you get free cable out of it. <laughs> <laughs> what will you? Will you lower my price for twelve months? Um, Oh God! Well, you no, really, you've really, it's you've blossomed into this work. I will say, it's, <laughs> no, you have though. I remember the first couple of times seeing you on TV and stuff. I think you were, you were more, you were a little more closed, a little more. I would almost say nervous and scared. I don't mean to use negatives, but it was terrifying. Oh, okay, you were then. <laughs> well, because <laughs> I could tell you, no, but you're I going almost, on TV and you are taking on the president of the United yeah, States. It's, it's a little intimidating. Yeah. And talking about your family, no, I mean it's. I mean, but I. And yeah. also remember the other thing is the first couple of interviews were in studio and I was they? hugely panicked. This is the first time I'd been anywhere yeah. without a mask or around this is easier. without a mask. I was completely yeah. freaked out by that. Yeah. And you know, I just wasn't feeling particularly Were you in studio with the people themselves or were you long, you, were you in I'm sorry. Oh sorry. Were you in studio with the actual anchors themselves or were you long I distance? I was in studio with the anchor once and with okay. my first Rachel Maddow interview, I was in a little room by myself which That's was harder. It was a dark freezing cold room. Yeah. I was looking at a red light, could not see yeah. her. Yeah. And um you know Yeah. You guys have been on TV. We've done the TV yeah, before. It's, it's the weirdest feeling in the world. Yeah. You get better at it. But even yep. now, like on CNN, it's a black screen. Yeah. So you can't see anything except yep. the green light and you learn, you train. I always found those yeah. the most disconcerting. Like it's, it's one thing yeah. when you're in the so, studio talking to, to people sitting next to you, but when you're looking at yeah. basically, as you said, a light on a camera, I mean, you feel almost like you, you could be in a room by yourself. It's hard to sort of remind yourself that this is going out to the world and you'd better. Exactly. And, and with that Mano interview, um, I sat in that room. It was cold and really dark by myself for half an hour because they're having all sorts of te technical difficulties. <laughs> so by the time the interview started, I was like, oh my God, I want to get out of here. Yeah. Like, oh. That's the other fun of the whole thing people don't get who've never done that before, which is like, it's a four hour process for like a five minute yeah. interview. Which if is lucky. Yeah, after that, I was like, I'm I'm not leaving home. Everybody else yeah. is Zooming. I can Zoom too. Yeah. I can Skype. No yep. point. Yeah. And it was just, I mean, as you now know, it's easier. It's much less time consuming. It's yep. more comfortable. 
it's easier to be relaxed and um you know i don't i don't see that changing anytime soon because uh we're on fire again because your uncle screwed everything up (laughs) so yeah yeah. murderer uh, murderer murderer um well, no, yeah. okay, this is great. Thanks, Mary. I, I don't know. I don't really have anything else. I'm not sure we're missing something, but you know. I think ending on "he's a murderer" is a pretty good place. <laughs> it's true. I don't think we're going to get much more of a sort of a climax to the episode than that. I think we're we're at our we're at our at our best. Maybe place. that'll be our title: Barry Trump. He's a murderer. Briefly singularity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we laugh, but what do you do? <laughs> I, well, exactly. What the alternative oh. is too depressing. God. Uh, well, guys, this is great. I love oh, talking to both of you. Lovely as always. Well, we right. love talking to you too. Thanks so much for everything. And yep. thank you for joining us. Thanks, yes, Mary. stay in touch. <laughs> Bye. Absolutely. We'll be in touch. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye. There we go. Oh, she's, I love her. Yeah, oh, she's, she's awesome. She really is. I mean, it's, no, but and it was, I guess the point about the earlier show was the thing was, I wasn't sure when I first saw her on TV if she was nervous and scared or whether she was just a very, she was like this very severe, tight person. And I thought, God, maybe she's just a very severe person. Yeah. Severe person. No, I just remember, you know. Not at all. I still remember, even though I can barely remember what the channel was and whatever. Mm-hmm. I remember the feeling those first few times I went on TV. I mean, it's a pretty scary thing when you haven't done yeah. it before. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like it's it's one of those things. The more you do it, it becomes natural. Yep. But ugh. all right, well, let's wrap this up. Um, I I don't know. Is it worth getting in? I mean, it's already been an hour and ten minutes. Let's not get into the other stuff. We'll do. Yeah. I think we're going to have to do a show at the end of the week anyway, because there's been a lot just happening on on the on the coup front. Um, and even though we talked about it here, it might be good to then just sort of digest where we are. Yeah, maybe Friday good. if we've got time. I mean, maybe Friday if that day works. But uh, okay, guys. Thanks for right. joining us. And Thank we you. Will, uh, we'll see you in a couple days. Take care. Bye-bye. And now a word from our sponsor. Hey, John, did you know that this... Did you, did you know the season of giving thanks is upon us? The a a season of giving of, thanks. Is that how Yoda calls it? I think the season of giving thanks, giving thanks is upon us. <laughs> the special day of turkey, family, and football will be here before Ooh. you know it. Ooh. Before gathering with your family to share in your Thanksgiving traditions, it's important Fill to allow some extra. Tell you well. Oh God! It's important to allow some extra time for you, the time you need to take care of yourself and look your best for your loved ones. Indeed. With Plexiderm, all you need is ten minutes, and you can look ten years younger. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that gives your appearance the right kind of changes. Visibly reduces wrinkles, fine lines, and yes. Under eye bags. Oh, I thought they were going to say number 11s, but I know. oh, wait, they're coming up. Oh, okay. Eye bags in minutes. Plexiderm even works on laugh lines. Number 11. Woo! Feet. I love those. Takes up to 10 years off your appearance in less than 10 minutes. The results will last for hours, so you can relax, surrounded by loved ones, say, saying crazy, <laughs> absolutely crazy things, knowing you're always Joe looking Biden. your best. Okay. I may have thrown part of that in there myself, folks. Even better, Plexiderm yeah. doesn't involve any visits to a surgeon. And you can get it at a much better deal than anything you can get waiting in line on Black Friday. And um, you can try a six-pack application trial pack for just $14.95 with free shipping when you visit buyplex.com backslash sexy liberal or call 800-685-1292 and say the code, don't be shocking, sexy liberal. This order also comes with free shipping and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Make those wrinkles, lines, and under-eye bags disappear with Plexiderm, guys. Visit B-U-Y-P-L-X-D-O-T dot com backslash sexy liberal or call 800-685-1292 and say that code sexy liberal at checkout.